All right, so today we're gonna talk about horses with penny ears. So one of my horses in particular um, really struggles with penny ears. Um, Penny, my thoroughbred mare, she, I don't know if it's just her being a mare, um, but she is penny eared at least half the time. So it can be really frustrating because you want your horse to enjoy you and enjoy its work and its environment and, and, and it's just annoying habit to have and it can be a really hard one to break too. Um, she is seven and she raced until she was six. So she probably had a lot of different experiences on the track and whether they, we know about it or not, like they could have been reinforcing this behavior. Um, there it's more business-like and just getting the horse in and out and not so much on what, what their attitude is like. Um, like she's a sweet horse, but she will definitely tell you when um, things, she doesn't like things. So for instance, she doesn't like her chest being touched, um, but then sometimes she's totally fine. So we really went over that a lot when I first got her and, and just, I found out just by brushing her there, like she just, she would pin her ears and she would, she'd never, she's never bitten me and she's never, never done that, but she will threaten to bite you and she'll just like kind of nip the air. Um, and so she would do it on her chest and then she would do it kind of up on her, behind her withers. She would do it there as well. She would kind of pin her ears back. And then um, also under where her girth is at. So that could all be like soreness issues or she's expecting soreness to happen. So even if the soreness is gone, they can still like anticipate like pain coming and they'll be like, oh, don't touch me. Don't hurt me. So I like to use a couple different ways to kind of get rid of that behavior. So I want to use both positive and negative reinforcement. So... Um, it just depends on your horse, where they're at, what their behavior's like, what are you comfortable with. So we'll just start with the negative reinforcement. It's the most common, most people train with negative reinforcement. It's not punishment, it's not bad, it's just um, uh, like it takes away from the behavior. It doesn't add, you're not adding anything to the behavior, which is positive. You're giving the horse a treat, you're not adding anything with negative re- reinforcement. So with that, um, if say I was grooming her, so first you don't want to do it in the cross ties. Um, you got to have a space where the horse can be moved and you want to start ideally in a round pen or an arena or just an open area. So I just start grooming her out there. So I started in the round pen and I would just kind of groom on her neck. So start off in a place she's fine with, and then just kind of work my way down to her chest. And as long as she's fine, nothing I'm not gonna do anything to her so as soon as she like if she pins her ears and it's just kind of like a cranky face I'm just gonna stay there until she makes a better face so she relaxes a little bit puts her ears up does something else mostly I'm just looking for a relaxation of the ears so then when she does that I stop brushing immediately and I'll just take a step back and let her just hang out so she's one of those horses who she does like treat and food rewards she does not like being touched. She's not a cuddly horse. That's not a reward for her. That's more of like she just kind of has to deal with it and stand stand it. So that's more of a desensitizing for her. So my other thoroughbred, um, Rhett, he loves being touched and cuddled. And he, he wants to be pet and 
and loved on. Um, they're completely different. So you got to know your horse and what is reinforcing for that horse. Because I could be like, oh, Penny did a great job and then pet her and she would be like, I hate this and like pin her ears again. So I would, if she's just me making like, I don't have her ears back a little bit, making a cranky face, just kind of stay there. And when she makes a happy face, then it goes away. So when you're at a, like, a low level of annoyance and, and pinning ears, you just want to stay with it um, and then release it when she makes a little bit better face. So the next level to that, if it doesn't go away, you're going to have to kind of escalate this. So the next level to that is if you're brushing, for example, again, on her chest, she pins her ears and, and really threatens you with her head or whips it around, tries to bite or actually does try and bite you. Um... Or if she has stayed the same and you have tried this for at least a week, you brush her chest, you, you stay there till, till she makes a better face and she's still cranky. So if you've, you've, you've started at the lowest amount of pressure, now you're going to have to up and increase it more because clearly this isn't working with her. So some horses, it'll only take a couple days. They'll be like, okay, like I, it, it, pinning my ears doesn't make it go away and they'll, they'll quit. Other horses, it's an ingrained habit or they're still sore or whatever reason and you kind of have to work a little bit harder to get it done also I will say she has been treated for ulcers she gets plenty of hay she's turned out she has a buddy she's not in stall she has lots of exercise she has great feeding program like all that stuff has already been taken care of so you would take care of that stuff first and then come in there and and do the training and between now and the training, obviously, you don't want to let her just get away with these behaviors before, say, your chiropractor comes. You don't want to be like, oh, well, you're sore, so I'm just going to let you do this until the chiropractor comes. Like, that's not how it works either. So the horse is a big, strong animal. I don't care if it's sore and hurt. Like, there should be no reason for him or her to ever try and bite you or have a cr cranky attitude because your safety comes first. So that's very important. Um, but next level, so... Either your behavior has stayed the same after you've tried the first level after a week, or the, the behavior is a much tougher behavior, or if you don't feel comfortable with the beginning behavior. If you see the ears pinned and you're like really scared about this, don't let it escalate. Just go ahead and move on to the second behavior. So she's biting and biting the air and turning her head toward you, threatening to bite. So I immediately, I just drop the brush. I keep her like she's in the round pen. I'm brushing. She gives me a crabby face, tries to bite drop the brush she's on a long lunge line and I just send her immediately out on lunging circle right away I don't have to spank on her but just get those feet moving as quickly as possible if you need to spank on them to get him going give him a tap on the butt that's totally fine so she needs to go and right now so I would do a minimum of two minutes of work preferably trotting and cantering you cannot get this fixed at a walk you cannot be like all right let's go let's lunge our lap and she just walks around like that's not gonna work at minimum she's got to be trotting quickly with lots of changes directions for two minutes if you have a hard time knowing how long two minutes is get a watch pr like put it on your wrist and make sure whip out your phone look at it like send your horse out and while the horse is trotting or cantering around you pull out your cell phone make sure she's going around for two minutes I have a, a cheap watch that I got from Walmart and I, I use that. If you have an Apple watch, even better. Tell Siri to set a timer for you. But the reason I tell you to do two minutes is because people are going to be like, all right, this was good. And you ended up doing it for 30 seconds and you thought it was two minutes. So you don't have to do the, the, two, the whole two minutes, but 
Um, you just want to, you, they got to be doing at work. So you got to make sure that they're, they're being put to work for that behavior. So it has to be immediately. So you can't be like, oh, she bit me. And then, and then a minute later, like I looked at my arm, I put a bandaid on and then I lunged her. Like, that's not how it works. Um, horses do not understand that. Like it's, you got to treat it as a, as a child. Like this horse is a child. Like you wouldn't spank a child for like wetting the bed the next day. Like it's already happened. It's already over. Like that child's like three years old. They're not going to understand why you're spanking them the next day. That makes no sense. So same with horses, three seconds. Like you got to correct that behavior within three seconds. That's why it's so important to immediately send that horse out on a lunging circle. So lots of changes of direction, minimum trot, preferably the canter for two minutes. Then you come back, nothing ever happened. You're not screaming at the horse. You're not yelling. You're not mad. No emotion has to be in it whatsoever. And it shouldn't be. You just be like, all right, you made that choice. Okay, so let's go work. It's all very businesslike. You don't want to get all worked up or anything. None of that needs to happen. So the horses lunge around for two minutes at a trot and a canter. Bring them, like, just yield the hindquarters, bring them back, grab your brush, right back to where you were. Like, nothing ever happened. You're like, all right, that's, you had a nice lunge. Let's go back and try it out again. So you you had the behavior, you made the correction, and now you're going to retest all right right after each other so you would just start I start back on the neck be like hey like they might be a little jumpy after having a lunging session might need to come back for a second so I just kind of I'll do a few strokes on the neck and then I'll work my way back down to the chest but you don't want to wait too long because you want them kind of being a little tired not a breath to kind of help you with that so work my way back down brush the chest if that behavior occurs again right back out there same thing keep repeating it until that you can brush them and they'll stay there and they have a good expression or their ears are not back um anything that's an improvement so even if so if the horse went to whirl around and bite you three times and then she just stood there and kind of had her ears back a little bit that's an improvement i wouldn't work on it anymore for that day um but ideally like the horse will come back and and have their ears at least not up and like posing for a picture but they're up and they're not back flat against their head they're just they're neutral um but I would make sure you can brush. And obviously, you don't want to brush them there for too long. So you're like, okay, we got this fixed. Let's brush your chest for 20 minutes. Like, it's going to go away. And they're gonna, she's going to get annoyed. And you're going to end up with another problem. So a few strokes, five, six strokes would be good. So you, she knows you're there. You're, you know you're brushing there. But you don't want to push the issue. And then you move on. Continue grooming, doing whatever. And this uh, same thing applies to when you're saddling your horse. I would do it in the round pen. If your horse is girthy or cinchy or whatever you want to call it, you get your tack on and they start getting into having an issue. But obviously you're not going to be able to lunge your horse while your saddle's halfway on and it's not tightened. That's not great either. Instead, I would yield the hindquarters quickly. Yield those hindquarters and get after them for a, a couple minutes and just really make them work. Um, but you do have to pay attention to that tack. You don't want that sliding around and, and getting into an issue. So what I would like to do if you have that issue first is just get the rope, get a nice soft lunge line and, and practice tacking up like that and squeezing up on the belly. And then if she comes to, to bite you or be cranky or whatever, you can just let go and send them right off. And they're not getting a release because, um, you do let go of the pressure. Sure. But you're immediately putting them into that correction. 
So then they learn that this is much easier if I just stand here and I'm just like cool with this versus running around and losing air. So they figure that out pretty quickly. So that's the negative reinforcement part of it. The positive reinforcement part of it is also equally important. I like to split it right down the middle. So I like to do both and look for both scenarios. So honestly, the negative reinforcement is going to make it a little quicker. And that's why I don't just cut it out completely because it's faster. The horses understand it. Um, it's usually easier to, un- to, to figure out for people. So I like both. We have half reinforce, half negative, half positive reinforcements, the best of both worlds. And they just figure it out so much better. So it would be the same as like showing a human teaching people, um, just by sight. So like, let's watch a video. Okay. Now we know all the things in the video, but some people don't learn like that. Some people have to actually go and do it. So we're doing both of that. We're going in, we're going to watch a video and we're going to do it. So we're going to really learn and, and make it as easy as possible for them. So in this case, so what I usually do is same scenario, say I'm brushing her chest and like the next day. So we did the negative reinforcement the day, first day, next day I go back out. She's doing great. She has a nice facial expression. I'm going to click while I'm brushing that chest. It has to be as the behavior is, or as I'm doing the negative stimulus and the behavior is happening. So happy face while the, the brushing her chest is going on. I click while I'm doing that and then I stop and feed her. So I'm clicking. She knows once your horse is clicker trained and it's conditioned to the clicker. So, um, you do need to do that first. And it's simple. Most horses catch it on in 30 seconds because you can either do a tongue click or you can have a handheld clicker. The handheld just kind of gets in the way. I like the tongue click because I don't drop it and lose it and forget it. And it's just much easier. So you just do your tongue click. When the horse has his head straight or away from you, you click, you feed. You click, you feed. They catch on pretty fast that when they get a click, some food's going to be coming pretty fast. So from there... Um, you could just start adding in these, um, the clicker training into your training, your daily training. So happy face, click feed. So to use it in an example where she's being kind of cranky, like I brush her, she wasn't doing great. I lunged her for a minute and then she came back, happy face, click treat, click treat. Or she was kind of like cranky. I brushed her. I kind of stayed there, waited for her. She made a better expression, click treat. So you want to add in both of those things. And I just find it easier to just do both together. They, they just want to learn much quicker. So when, when you have just the, the one, sometimes the, in Penny's case, she seemed to just take advantage of me. She would just be like, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. So she would just be like, um, she'll, she'll, she'll pin her ears and then put her ears up and I'd click and feed her and then that behavior kind of stay. So I think she kind of got like, if I pin my ears and then I put my ears up, like I'll just get a treat anyway. And I'm like, that's not how this works. So there, there's kind of a, a fine line with that. That's why I say the positive reinforcement is a little bit more advanced because the, there is that, um, that little question there where they, um, it's hard to notice the, the facial expressions. So there is a little bit of that and it's kind of, you kind of got to get it figured out. So 
because animals will chain behaviors together. So they'll think, oh, I pin my ears and then I put them up, and that's what you want. So sometimes it can be hard to just, just show them, like, this is just one behavior that we want. So that's easier if, like, the horse had a, a correction with negative reinforcement and then came in, you came in the next day, the horse was better, you just clicked and fed. So the horse started with being better. They never had that cranky face. It's just a little bit easier to break it down. But um, for her, that's what I did. Um, she has, like, still wanted to do the cranky ears every now and then it is ongoing it's not going to be fixed in one day it'll get better in one day but it won't get fixed in one day and it's just kind of an ongoing maintenance requirement but it can be fixed 